Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending by and welcome to One Immortal Pursuit Global Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. There will be a presentation followed by a question and answer session, at which time if you wish to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. I must advise you that this call is being recorded today, 14th of September, 2017. I would now like to hand the conference over to your first speaker today, Mr. Lauren Mack. Thank you, and please go ahead. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today for the One Immortal Pursuit Global Conference call. If everyone is settled on the call and there are no technical issues, let's get right into it. I would like to introduce myself as One Championship Vice President of Public Relations and Communications, Lauren Mack. Good morning to all calling in from Asia and, those, and for those calling in from the United States and around the world, good evening. On November 24th, One Championship returns home to Singapore, and we have some of the sport's biggest stars competing on just a single night for one immortal pursuit. Joining us in this conference today are one championship athletes, reigning one women's atomweight world champion, Angela Unstoppable Lee of Singapore, as well as the challenger, May VV Yamaguchi of Tokyo, Japan. Reigning one welterweight world champion, Ben Funky Aspen of the United States, and legendary Japanese martial artist, the former one lightweight world champion, Shinya Tobokan Judon Aoki. Last but certainly not least, on the call is Chairman and CEO of One Championship, Chatri Sityoyong. Chatri, over to you. Hi, uh, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us uh, on this conference call. We're super excited to announce uh, Anjali versus Mei Yamaguchi number two, uh, which was uh, arguably one of the greatest uh, fights in the history of women's MMA. Uh, and also uh, Ben uh, Askren versus Shinya Yoki which will be uh, Ben's last uh, fight, his retirement fight, uh, against the legendary Japanese uh, grappler uh, Shinya. So we're really excited uh, to have everybody on the call. And uh, without further ado, we'll jump right into it, uh, into Q&A with, uh, with our athletes or, or myself. Uh, before we do the Q&A, we just have um, uh, Mei Yamaguchi followed by Angela and Shinya and Ben with a few opening remarks. Mei, go ahead. Okay. Um, hi, this is May. I'm so happy to have this ability to fight in Singapore again. Thank you for giving me this chance. The first title match in last year, it was a non-stop moving four or five rounds, and it seems the audience loved that, so I'm pretty happy about it. Um, feeling of the feeling of challenging for the one women's atom world championship again is really exciting and at the same time i know that we're going to exchange a lot of punches and a lot of technique and ground so it's going to be tiring but uh, i want to enjoy it and i want the audience to enjoy it too um, my training is going well so far i'm training in a good balance of boxing jujitsu and mma um, I think the champion, Angela Lee, is becoming a total fighter by watching pre previous fight. So in next title match, I want my fans to expect a lot of moves, not only in the ground, but on the feet too. Uh, we don't need decision. We're looking for a clear finish. Um, I, I'm going to win this fight and show that everyone has possibility to achieve a certain level if we didn't stop challenging. Casually, um, I'm so ready for this fight. I'll see you in the cage. Great. Uh, next fighter, uh, Angela Lee, please. Angela Lee. Hi everyone, um, Sandra here. I can't wait to be back in the one championship cage. I'm very excited to finish this year with a bang. And um, you know, what better way to do that than with a rematch with May in Singapore. Um, my training has been better than ever. Um, I'm always constantly improving in all areas. Um, our first fight, May and I, it was uh, one of the best fights of the year. And um, this rematch will be no different. It's definitely um, going to bring fans to their feet. And um, 
this time around for the rematch, um, May and I, I know we've both been training hard to improve, and um, you know, I'm really looking forward to meeting her again inside of the cage. Um, like May said, um, I doubt this will go to a five-round decision. Um, I think that we're both looking to finish, and uh, you know, I think I've had a lot more experience now. Um, this will be my third title defense, and uh, very excited to uh, retain the belt once again here in Singapore. Thank you. Um, the next let's go with, we have the next. Uh, let's go with Ben. Ben Askren. Hey guys, how's it going? Could be. Uh, did you hear me? Yes. This is Ben Aspirin. I am super pumped to make a quick turnaround. Obviously, I just had my most recent title defense uh, on September 2nd in Shanghai, where I successfully defeated Sebastian Kanastam. And the very next day, one offered me a fight against Shinya Aoki, who's a legend in sport, a former one champion. And obviously, I accepted immediately, and then I let them know that this would in fact be my retirement fight. I've had this date set out. Uh, in stone beating the end of 2017 for a long time. Uh, it feels really good to have gotten three fights in, and it's going to feel really good to close out my career against the legend in Shinya So I am very much looking forward to November 24th. Great. <clears throat> yeah, so it's uh, Shinya's turn. Okay. Hey. Um this this bout against this title um this bout against um Ben Askren is gonna be the biggest um biggest biggest um match in my career. So there's um there's two months more left but I'm gonna concentrate, focus and get ready for this um big match against Ben Askren. Okay, terrific. Rochelle, let's let's go ahead and open it up to the Q&A. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad and wait for your name to be announced. If you wish to cancel your request, please press the pound or hash key. Please note, participants are requested to ask only one question at a time. Your first question comes from the line of Matthew Scott, from Morning Post, please ask your question. Matt, go ahead. Matthew Scott. Your line is now open. Please ask your question. Okay. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Well, we hear you. Yeah. You got me? Okay, Angela, how do, how are you different as a fighter and a person in the 12 months since you uh, fought, over 12 months since you took the title against May? And, and is there a sense that three title fights in one year you want the world to, to sort of sit up and take notice of what you're doing out here in Asia? Hey, Matthew. Um, you know, since uh, since our first fight, I think that I've really gained uh, a lot of experience inside of the cage. And with that experience, I've gained um, a lot of confidence as well. And, um, you know, I'm very happy to, to be fighting um, so personally and have a third title defense this year. I feel like, um, you know, I'm young and I'm healthy and I'm always constantly learning and improving. And so um, what better way to test that than to challenge myself um, so yeah, I think that our fight will be 
you know, it'll be a great fight, and I think that you guys are going to see a, um, a much more improved Angela inside of the cage. Okay, next question. Rochelle? The next question comes from the line of Joe Cochran from the New York Times. Please ask your question. Good to everyone. Uh, my question is for Chaudhry. Uh, Chaudhry, what was your, your strategy or thinking of having Ben and Angela, who are arguably your two most high-profile fighters, on the same card in one night and also to have the event in your home base of Singapore? Um, it's no secret that uh, home, uh, Singapore is our headquarters and we like to put on uh, the biggest show typically of the year. Uh, and so this time is no different. Um, I think it's, it's, it's just been a, a timing thing, really. Uh, and so I'm really excited to have both Angela and Ben on the same night. Um, and Shinya and May, actually. So uh, for me, this is going to be a, an explosive night. Um, probably one of the greatest uh, nights in the history of one championship. Um, with, with just these two fights alone. I think the whole world is uh, super interested um, about watching the rematch of Angeli versus May Yamaguchi, which, again, was arguably uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, fight in the history of women's uh, martial arts. Um, and, of course, everyone wants to see Ben versus Shinya because those two are arguably the greatest grapplers in mixed martial arts history. Uh, and... Ben is undefeated. He's an absolute monster. And Shinya is a legend in the sport. On top of it, they happen to be on the same team. So there's a lot of drama involved here. And finally, it's Ben's last fight. So you know, there's going to be a whole contingent of people who want to see Ben you know, ride out in the sunset with an undefeated record. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people that want Ben to lose uh, and, and, and spoil his party. So I think... Um, you know, there's so much drama in both fights alone, and we have actually some other uh, amazing fights in store for November 24th, which we'll announce at a later date. But uh, as a fan, you know, I'm so excited. I can't wait for November 24th. Uh, and if you're anywhere in Asia, you better be flying here uh, or tuning in live to our live broadcast because it's, it's going to be one of the greatest nights in history. Okay, Michelle, next question. The next question is from Billy Hall of Honolulu Star, Star Advert. Please ask your question. Yeah, hey, Angela. I was just kind of curious, um, what kind of the backstory on this fight for you? Was, was May someone that the, the one just kind of gave you the fight, or was she someone that you sought out to fight? What kind of was your thinking behind taking this fight? Hey, um, so... You know, after our first fight, um, you know, it was very back and forth, and um, I knew that the fans would want a rematch. I knew that, um, you know, one championship would put us together again, um, but it would be it would be some time. So both of us have had um, a couple of fights since since our first um, matchup, and um, I think now is is the perfect time for us to step in the cage again with each other and um, see how this plays out for the second time. So when I got the call from one asking if um, I would like to fight May for the second time in Singapore, I jumped on that. I um, I was so happy and excited because I think, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to kind of to kind of do it right. I um, you know I was really trying to finish May in the first fight. Um, you know, went to a decision, and um, it's the only decision I've had in my career. So definitely in this rematch, um, you know, I'm looking to, to finish her. The next question comes from the line of Jesse Holland of emmamania.com. Please ask your question. <clears throat> Jesse Holland, your line is now open. Please go ahead. If you're go ahead and move on. Yeah, go ahead and move on to the next question. I think you dropped off. We have Eric Chuang of Sin Chu Daily News. Please ask your question. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is a question I would like to ask May Yamakuchi. 
do you still believe that experience will play a very big factor in Jukes in this rematch in Singapore? Thank you. I'm sorry, can you can you say again? Uh, my question to uh, Mei Yamakuchi is: Do you still believe that experience will play a big factor in Jukes in this rematch in Singapore? Uh, <laughs> I can't hear it very well. Sorry. May, do, you think, do you think do you think experience will play a factor in in this rematch with Angela Lee? The uh, experience. Your experience. Yamasano. <laughs> まあ1年という経験があのこの2戦あ2回目のあのタイトルマッチにこう影響してくると思いますかっていう質問です。あ、わかりました。Uh, yeah,、um, well in the last fight it was my first time in Singapore.、Um, it was my first match in one championship, so I wasn't really used to all the environment, the way of weigh in and everything. So. Sometimes I was kind of confused, but like、um, for I had a several fight in one championship during this one year, and now I'm kind of used to it, to everything.、Um, I think this fight, this time I'm really prepared, hundred percent. The next question is from Simon Stevens of ENCA. Please ask your question. Thank you. This question is、uh, for Ben Askren. Ben,、uh, Shinya Aoki's last match in one championship was against another fantastic grappler, Gary Tonin. Did you watch that match, and what did it tell you about your opponent's scramble and his submission defense? Did you see any holes in his game? Yeah, thanks for the question. Well, like was mentioned earlier, you know, I've actually worked out with Shinya fairly frequently ahead of all. Um, so you know, I have a good feel for what he's capable of, and I know obviously he probably feels the same about me.、Uh, you know, I thought he did a great job against Gary Tonin. Gary Tonin is one of the greatest grapplers in the world today, regardless、uh, of weight class. And the way it looked to me is Shinya controlled the majority of the fight. You know, he got the takedowns. He was on top. He had the back for a little bit, and and then you know he made one simple mistake, and you know that's how good Gary is. He took advantage of simple mistake, and he attacked the legs and got the tap out. But、um, yeah, I, you know, I was impressed because I've also watched Gary Tonin a lot, and I know exactly how good Gary is. He's one of the best in the world. But I guess I was kind of, you know, that was in the possibility of my mind. I do know how strong and how tough with positioning Shinya is. So,、um, so I, I guess I would say no. It didn't really close anything new to me,、uh, but it did emphasize how good Shinya is. The next question is from Jonathan Lee of the New Paper. Please ask your question. Hi, morning, everyone.、Uh, so my question is for Angela.、Uh, Angela, you know, of all your fights in one championship, May has been your toughest bout based on the distance in which she has pushed you the full five rounds. How do you see the fight panning out, and what are you looking to do to her in the cage?、Um, yeah, you know.、Um, For last fight, it,、um, I never experienced that before.、Um, it was the biggest fight of my life, you know.、Um, I was 19, and、um, I was kind of just,、mm-hmm. yeah, I was very, very nervous for that fight.、Um, like I said, I've had two title defenses so far since that fight, and、um, gained a lot more experience inside of the cage, and feel a lot more confident. This time around, I'm looking to、mm-hmm. go in the cage、um, and step in there with her with complete confidence. Um, you know, I know that I have the skills and the skill set to finish her、um, in the first matchup,、um, but this time, for sure,、um, I don't think that I, I really don't think it's going to go to a decision. And、um, I'm looking to showcase a lot of my new skills, so I'm very excited. Thank you. The next question comes from the line of Jim Graham of MMA UK. Please ask your question. Hello. My question is for Angela Lee. A couple、uh, months ago,、uh, Michelle Waterson, who currently fights for the UFC, said that、uh, even though you've put up an impressive eight-no record so far, that 
as of right now, she doesn't feel that you could compete um, against some of the girls she's fought in the UFC. Uh, considering what you have accomplished over here at one, how do comments like that uh, make you feel, Angela? Yeah, well, um, to be honest, um, it doesn't bother me too much because I have complete confidence in, in myself and knowing um, what I'm capable of as a fighter. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the UFC fighters and a, a lot of the girls that came over here from Singapore, um, to Singapore, I think that they like to talk a lot, and, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do, say more to the organization. But if you were to put us inside of the cage together, I think it would be a different story. The next question comes from the line of Raymond Sam of today. Please ask your question. Hi, good morning, everybody. Um, and this question is for Angela. Uh, Angela, on social media, you seem extremely confident of a win. You talked a lot about confidence as well today. So, but what do you have to prove after your last victory against me? And what more do you want to do in the future? Um, well, I know that May Yamaguchi, you know, is a very tough opponent. She's definitely the toughest opponent I've fought so far. And um, if you look at you know, her fight record, she's never been finished before. Um, so, you know, I know how hard she tra she's training for this fight, and I'm going to be prepared for that. I'm going to be pre prepared for her best. Um, but I just know that, you know, this is my time right now, and um, there's no one that's going to stop me. Um, so I'm prepared for everything that she's going to throw at me, and I'm going to throw it right back at her even more. So, yeah, very, very excited for this fight. <laughs> Next question is from Peter Carroll of MMAfighting.com. Please go ahead. And my question is for Ben Askren. Um, of all the great names you've fought during your career, where does Shinya Aoki stack up? Is he one of the better competitors or is he the best competitor you've ever faced? Um, well, you know, as far as, as, far as biggest names, you know, he, he's definitely the biggest name. As far as being the best, I mean, I think I think it's a three-horse race between Shinya, Douglas Lima, and Andre Greshkov. But you, know, you got to remember, Sh Shinya was a big, big deal in Japan. I mean, this is when I was watching fighting when I was a college wrestler before I ever started fighting. I knew who Shinya Oki was, and Shinya Oki was a superstar. Uh, so he, he's a guy who's been around the block. He's fought just a, a laundry list of names. Um, and so I think if we're just saying the biggest name, Shinya's definitely the biggest name. He's a legend of sport. He's someone that I've been watching longer than I've been fighting myself. The next question. Yes, next question is from Nicole Chia of Street Times. Please ask your question. Um, hi, everyone. My question is for Angela. So, Angela, you mentioned that, you know, this time around, it, it, it's a better fighter who's going to be facing uh, Mei Yamaguchi and, you know, you've improved a lot over, over the past year. So maybe could you share with us specifically, you know, how, how do you think you've improved and which aspects of this better factor is going to show up on November 24th against me? Sure. Um, of course, you know, I, I train all year, all year round, um, working to improve um, the different areas of my fight game, the striking, um, you know, the transitions and the ground game. And, you know, just the whole MMA aspect. Um, but also I think that a lot of improvements have been made in, um, you know, the mental and emotional aspect of, of the fight game. I think that I've had time to mature a little bit more as a fighter and to, to deal with those nerves, um, you know, a lot better. So I think that's going to be the biggest change. And I think um, because dealing with that, um, is gonna is gonna make all the difference in my performance. Okay, thank you. Next question is from Eddie Goldman of No Holds Barred. Please ask your question. <clears throat> thank you very much. Hello, everybody. I have a question for Angela. Angela, in the the first fight with May, you got knocked down at the beginning of the third round. And you tried many different submissions. Obviously, you didn't get them during the fight. Can you specifically talk about your 
technical improvements in terms of the the boxing, the stand-up, and the submissions that we can expect to see in the rematch? Yeah, you know, I've watched our fight, you know, you know, countless times. And uh, third round, I came out flat. I had my hands down, and she caught me. Um, you know, there's so many... There's so many things that I can learn from, from that fight, and it was very back and forth. Um, you know, I've definitely tightened up on a lot of my submissions. Um, I improved heavily on my striking, and uh, you're going to see it all come together very nicely on the 24th of November. The next question is from Richard D. of Fox Sports. Please ask your question. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Uh, my question is for Chatri. Yeah, do you consider your uh, do you consider it an honor and a privilege to uh, host the final uh, fight of uh, Ben Askren, being, being the uh, world's best, one of the world's best uh, pound for pound in the welterweight division? If, if, if you ask me, you know. Uh, if you ask experts in the martial arts world, like myself, you know, who've been doing martial arts uh, for over 30 years, uh, if you ask people on the, uh, you know, people who are in the know in the mixed martial arts community in America and around the world, everyone knows that Ben Ash is the single best welterweight on the planet. Uh, you know, I would love to see, uh, you know, UFC versus one championship uh, welterweight go at it. Uh, unfortunately, Tyrone is also a great friend of Ben and a good friend of mine as well. Uh, so anyone other than Tyrone, you know, I would love to see that as uh, Ben's final match, you know, against the UFC welterweight champion. Um, you know, again, like I said, if you ask the expert martial arts community, you have anybody who's in the know, you know, who really is in the know, they will tell you Ben Askren is the best welterweight in the history of the sport. Um, I have personally seen Ben Askren in training. Uh, destroy and dismantle UFC champions. I've seen uh, 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 dismantle um, highly, highly, I mean, uh, you know, BJJ world champions, you name it. Uh, ben is, is, is uh, you know, he's a monster. He will go down as, as the greatest welterweight in history, um, especially if we're able to get this match with the UFC welterweight champion other than Tyrone. Thank you. The next question comes from the line of John Butterfield. Please ask your question. Hi, this is a question for Shatri. Um Ben Askren will retire in November after the senior fight, uh, stepping up into an executive role. We've also heard recently that Pakistan's history-making fighter Bashir Ahmed will also take an executive role. Uh, Shaki, if you can tell us a bit about what it means for one championship's legacy to hire fighters directly from the sport, and what will these guys offer one championship going forward? You know, uh, when I started one championship, you know, uh, I had very different motivations than uh, my counterparts in America. Of course, you know, one championship, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I see the opportunity for one championship to, to be a multi-billion dollar sports media property. But what really drives me is that, you know, one championship has a precious opportunity to truly change the world um, from all angles, whether it's our fans, whether it's uh, our athletes, uh, whether it's staff and employees who work relentlessly at one championship. Um, we are different organizations. And for us, I feel very blessed that we get to use the talent and intelligence and work ethic and competitive fires of someone like a Ben Askren in the business world uh, or Bashir Ahmed in the business world. So, you know, this is just the beginning of things to come. Uh, ben will be uh, working in uh, our competition uh, department with Matt Hume uh, to recruit the very best fighters on the planet, uh, but also to uh, do matchmaking uh, as we scale the organization. And I'm sure with Ben's talent, he will, um, and his intelligence, that he will be able to pick up other things in business. I mean, I've had many discussions with him about business in general, uh, and, and he's extremely bright. The same goes with Bashir. Um, you know, what, what, what unfortunately happens with athletes in our industry is, you know, they get to the top of the world, and afterwards they essentially get discarded, um, and there aren't many options. And so I want to be a platform that provides options, not for all fighters. They have to be deserving of it. They have to exemplify the, the core values of uh, one championship and what we represent. 
um, and also I have to believe in them as human beings and as professionals, uh, just like any other job. But I think this is the beginning of big things to come for all athletes in one championship. Um, if you have a great career and you're a great role model and uh, you exemplify our values, uh, you know, there is no reason why you're not going to get a job offer uh, after your, your, your athletic career is over uh, to join one championship in, in some capacity or another. The way I think about one championship is, you know, it was created by martial artists for martial artists, uh, and we are made of martial artists. So whether it's myself, whether it's Rich Franklin, whether it's Matt Hume, uh, this is a big distinguishing factor uh, of one championship. You know, we, we are not just business people. We are martial artists. The next question comes from the line of Jesse Holland of MMMAMania.com. Please ask your question. Hi, everybody. Thanks for taking the time for us uh, this morning. Uh, my question is for Ben. Ben, you've kind of been running the show for the past four years at Welterweight, and uh, you face some really tough guys, and uh, we've got a bunch of young guys coming up, too. If you could kind of give me your take on what you see as far as the future of this division after you depart it and, and some of the names maybe you think are going to be the ones to watch coming up in 2018? Sure. Um, yeah, you know, so I've been the champion at 1FC for three years now, uh, defended the title a few times, and, uh, you know, right now I, th- I think my last last challenger, Egalon Tani, is going to be a, a lot better than he looks against me. He's still a young kid. He's 21. Uh, same thing with Sebastian Kedisam. Uh, you know, he, his weakness was wrestling, so he fell prey to my style. But he, he's only 26, and so these guys are probably going to get a lot better. And then mix that in with the fact that you know one championship is going to aggressively recruit outside uh, outside talent to come in. And um, so you know, I don't know. I you know maybe we go back old school a, a, MMA, and I would be excited to see a tournament for my vacated belt happen. Uh, once I retire, that that would be pretty exciting to me. Thank you. The, the next question comes from the line of Ali Yuen of the Business Times. Please ask your question. Hi, thank you. Uh, this question is for Chatri. Um, we're already nine months into the year, so how would you sum up uh, 2017 for you and one championship so far. You know what can fans expect next year? You know in terms of uh, new markets and is uh, you know Japan and Korea still on your radar? Thank you. 2017 has been a record-breaking year for one championship along many fronts. Uh, whether it's our TV ratings uh, hitting new highs almost every event, whether it is uh, our social media metrics uh, continue to grow exponentially. Uh, into the billions now. Um, I'll give you just a, a a rough barometer of how fast we're growing. You know, two and a half years ago, on social on our social media platform, we did 312,000 video views. Uh, this year, we're by the end of the year, we're uh, on on run rate to cross 1 billion video views. Um, and I think that's happened across the company, not just for social media, but 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 for our TV ratings has exploded. We just hit 36% TV rating share in Myanmar, uh, which is a record uh, for any sports game property, full stop, across Asia. And, um, of course, uh, having Sequoia Capital uh, make their first sports investment um, is also very, very exciting uh, for one championship, but also for our fans and our athletes and our, and our staff and employees. So it's been a record-breaking year from, from, from every aspect. Uh, we're also going to, by, by year end, we'll have, you know, record number of events as well for us, record revenues, record financials. So um, I'm just excited for the future. I, I, I mean, next year we will announce next week uh, our calendar for 2018, which will be the biggest by far calendar we've ever had, uh, naming the cities, the, the dates, the venues uh, across the region. Uh, you will see us enter Japan uh, with a major partnership, we uh, we uh, will again announce that at a later date, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. But uh, there's so much momentum; it's it's, it's unbelievable, and I'm, I feel very grateful that the fans have spoken um, in Asia. You know, in terms of voting with with their eyes and their feet, and now we are we have cemented our position as the number one martial arts organization, bar none. 
you know, we are heads and shoulders, multiples. If you look at our TV ratings or social media metrics, we are multiples above any other competitor, global or local uh, martial arts uh, competitor um, in Asia. I mean, it's not even close. Uh, so I think we're going to build on that momentum for 2018. I think people can be blown away by some of the news that's going to be coming out. I, I, uh, in the next few weeks, uh, we have some major, major news coming out. Your next question is from Manabu Takashima of MMA Planet. Please ask your question. Yeah, um, my question to the senior. Uh, you know uh, MMA very well, and then you know the, how important weight and strength for this sport. So you will face today being asked in 185. And so let me know that how come you decided to challenge to him, and what do you expect for this fight? え、青木さんのもんです。え、青木選手はあの総合格闘技をあのもう完全熟知してると思いますし、あのテクニックも全てあのもうトップにトップクラスだと思うんですけども、あのま今回185パウンドで試合を受けてると思うんですけども、な
uh, Justin C., who really is the best. Uh, in my book, I have seen many UFC, Bellator, and one championship athletes come through the doors uh, in training. Uh, and so I have good perspective for, for how good uh, Angela Lee is. So I think, you know, Angela, she's still so young. She's 21 years old. And, uh, you know, it's, in many ways it's crazy. I, I still remember meeting her uh, before signing her. Uh, after, I, maybe it was after her first fight at one championship. We had dinner with her family. And to, to see what's happened over the last two and a half years is, is, is unbelievable. And I think it's the beginning. Uh, that being said, I do believe Mei Yamaguchi is also an inspiration. Uh, you know, she's an unbelievable athlete, and she's also very kind, uh, very smart, um, and, and uh, really just a great human being. Uh, you know, just a class act all, all around. And May, May is one of the best in the world. She is, you know, a, a deadly, deadly uh, BJJ black belt. Uh, she's a karate black belt. She, she's a, you know, she's a complete fighter. And what I like about this is, is, is both women... Uh, can show all women in Asia as well as around the world that women can do anything. Women are, are equal to men, and, and strong is the new sexy. Smart is the new sexy. Um, and so I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very honored and blessed to be working with both Angela and May. Your next question comes from the line of Matt Erickson from MMA Junkie. Please ask your question. Hi, my question is uh, for Ben. Ben, I wonder if you could maybe talk a little bit about what prompted the idea to walk away right now at this point in your career. I know you said that it was kind of set in stone for a little bit, but what prompted that idea to do it now? And then where do you feel like you belong on the list of all-time greats at welterweight? Sure. Well, I had a prolonged discussion on Mr. Helwani's show about why I made this decision. And so I'll give you the short version, but obviously you can listen to the long version there as well. Um, you know, a couple things. Number one, competing is selfish. It's a, it's a very selfish thing if you want to be as good as you want to be. And I knew by the time I was – I initially said 30 when I was a younger man. I said 30. Um, and obviously I'm 33 now. It's a, it's a selfish pursuit. And I knew I was going to be coaching in some format, and I knew I was going to be a parent in some format. And so, you know, I'm taking my time out of those things, which I thoroughly enjoy, to be selfish about my own – training and making sure I'm the best I can be. And, and so, I, you know, I, I knew at some point I'd be done with that. You can't be selfish for, for your entire life. Um, and then number two is that almost every athlete you ever read about stays way past their prime, and that's kind of across the board no matter what sport. And obviously in some sports like uh, like a boxing or like an MMA, staying past your prime can uh, be a lot worse than others. You know, golf, maybe you're just not as good, but you're not going to get – injured in any way, shape, or form if you stay past your prime. And so, you know, when I read about those people, I said, why does everyone stay past their prime? People have to realize when you're starting to go downhill and, and you have to be accepting of everything you've already accomplished to that point and accept that there's a time to retire and move on to other pursuits in life. And so it's my time. Um, you know, initially, like I said, when I was younger, I said 30 years old. Um, when I got to 30, I felt pretty good. And so when I renewed my contract with one championship in November, or maybe it was December of 2015, I said when this contract runs out at the end of 2017, I will be I will be done fighting, and because you know if you if you don't put a hard and fast date on it, if you don't stay disciplined to it, you're just going to keep on going down that road, and, and then you know they, oh just one more, oh just one more, oh just one more. So I felt like I had to set a date on myself, and I told my wife and I told those in my close circle that that was going to be it. And um, and I'm going to stick to that. And I'm, and I'm very happy with this decision, and I'm very uh, very excited to be, be done. You know, training um, training's tough. I, I used to love going in the gym every single day. I used to be passionate about it. I couldn't wait. There's nothing I was more excited for. And now I freaking hate it. I'm disciplined enough to still do it. I'm disciplined to get up two days a two times a day and go to the gym every single day and not miss a workout. That's the kind of person I am, but I don't like it anymore. I make myself do it because I have to, but I don't like it. And when I was younger, I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. So I, I know it's my time. Your next question comes from the line of Nicole Chia of Straight Science. Please ask your question. 
Hi, my question is for May Yamaguchi. Um, how are you preparing for this rematch? You know, are you watching old video footage of the previous fight and sort of analyzing Angela's flaws, or have you been keeping track and watching um, Angela's fights over the past year? Yeah, um, thank you for questioning. Um, yes, of course, I'm watching all the previous fight of Angela Lee, and also I'm I'm watching as many MMA fight as possible. Uh, trying to get new technique, um, both in boxing and ground games. Um, but uh, while I didn't have a MMA fight, I challenged a lot in jiu-jitsu tournament, and I fought in the world jiu-jitsu tournament, which I was able to finish in third, and thus I was able to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So I think um, I've I have a lot of improvement in both boxing and ground games. So uh, this coming next fight is going to be exciting. It's, it's going to be better than the first one. The next question comes from Ruel Vidal of Manila Standard. Please ask your question. Thank you. This question is for Angela. Here in the Philippines, you are becoming a crossover star in that uh, not just fight fans, but uh, young women are following you and looking at you as a role model. Are you aware of this and is this a welcome responsibility or would you rather just focus on being an athlete and why? Thank you for um, the question. Um, yes, I am aware of it. Actually, um, whenever I go to the Philippines, I'm always received very well. Um, there are so many fight fans there and and um, very, very supportive. Um, I did get approached by, by many women, you know, um, my age and, and older uh, women that are mothers. And um, it's amazing to hear them, you know, when they talk to me and say how I inspire them, I inspire their daughters. And it, it really touches me because, you know, I, I don't realize, I don't realize it. You know, every day I just do my thing and I train and I fight and I fight hard, um, and I don't realize that it affects other people. So to know that I kind of have that power to touch people's lives and make a difference, it um, it makes my job even more enjoyable to know that I'm doing something that's bigger than just for myself. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very happy to, to be influencing, um, you know, like um, everyone, people in the Philippines and people – like all over the world. <laughs> your next question is from Lu Wan of Guangming. Please ask your question. Hi, my question is for Chatri. I just want I want to ask like um what are the other fighters that we can expect from the Singapore fight in November? Sorry, can you repeat your question? Uh who are the other fighters we can expect from from these coming fights? Uh, I'm working on one major, major fight right now. Uh, that's going to be a, uh, a big surprise for everybody if I, can, if, if I can get it done. I'd rather not discuss it today, but I, I'll just say that we have uh, a couple other big fights uh, for Singapore card in the works right now as we speak, um, which we'll probably make an announcement over the next uh, couple weeks or so. Your next question comes from the line of me and Jennings from All Sports Asia. Please ask your question. Morning, guys. A uh, question for Ben. You mentioned you trained before with Shinya. Is there anything you can tell us about them training sessions? For sure. Um, you know, Shinya and I actually have a very similar style in, in that we have maybe not taking a traditional path with our grappling in MMA. And, you know, the thing I've changed is I brought a lot of folk-style wrestling into the jiu-jitsu. I kind of mixed them together. Um, and I think that's something very unique to me. And I think for him, um, I think it's been judo. I think he's mixed his judo and his jiu-jitsu really well. And, and that's one of the things that makes us both so dangerous of grapplers. So, it's kind of fun for me. It was, you know, and I don't know if I can't speak for him, but for me, it was enjoyable going against him because he he has a unique style that's very similar to mine, and so I don't get to face off with someone who has a style like mine very often. So it, it was kind of like 
going in a mirror, getting to see, getting to see, getting some insight into what it feels like to go against myself. If that makes, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, and so I, you know, I enjoy the training system thoroughly. I even definitely picked up some unique techniques that he does. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the things, obviously, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him because I've been watching him for years, but I also have a lot of respect from, for him because I got to work out with him and I got to feel what he has to offer. Next question is from Carl DeMessa of the Destroy Manila podcast. Please ask your question. Hello, this is Farshinya Yoki. Um, please talk to us about possibly sending Ben out into the sunset with uh, his first loss ever. And how do you stack up, uh, you think, against his grappling pedigree? Sorry, can you repeat the question again? Oh, sorry. Um, can you tell us your thoughts about possibly sending Ben out with one loss, his first loss ever? And how does he stack up against his against Ben's grappling um, skills? Okay. Uh, あの、えっと、え、今回のベントのあの戦いなんですけども、え、ま、初めてあの、彼にあの、土を付けるそれに臨んでると思うんですけども、どのようにあの、それをするかっていうのと、え、彼のそのグラウンドゲーム、え、グ
which is number one, work hard. Number two, when you find a problem, figure out how to fix your problem and move on to the next problem. You're going to have a lot of success in something. And, you know, really across the board, um, I'm, I'm fascinated by the business of mixed martial arts. I, I actually, a few people notice, but I promoted our, the first two MMA shows that I fought on. Um, I couldn't get anyone to fight me, and so me and a couple fighters said, hey, let's just throw our own shows. And so funny enough, Carmen Woodley, the current UFC champion, and myself actually made our debuts on the same card in, in February of 2009. And so, you know, I, I got an experience promoting those, selling the tickets, marketing the event, doing everything. And so really, you know, across the board, I, I'm excited and interested in everything that has to do with promoting, marketing, and running an MMA promotion and show. Um, so really, you know, I think I'm going to start out in matchmaking, uh, is what it looks like, but I'm excited and, and eager to jump at any task they throw my way. Um, but, but you know, first and foremost, I got to finish my MMA career right. I, I'm gonna, I'm not even thinking about that part of my life. Um, everything else goes on hold when I have a fight, and I put everything, all my energies into the fight and being the best I can be. So that's kind of where my mind is now. You know, it's it, it's fun and it's exciting to talk about. The, the other stuff, but that, that's on hold for this moment. That was kind of what I talked about earlier about being being selfish with my time. You know, if you want to be the best competitor you, you can be, you have to be very, very selfish with your time. And that, that's how I am right now. Your next question comes from the line of Jane Ng from Sports 24-7. Please go ahead. Hi, Jane, I have a question for Ben. Hello, can you hear me? Go, go ahead. Okay. I have a question for Ben. So what's next for you after announcing your retirement, and how do you plan to achieve it? Sure. So, you know, like I said, obviously, right now I'm, I'm focused exclusively on um, on my last fight. That's, you know, I'm selfish with my time. I'm disciplined. I'm focused on that. Uh, what's next after that? Obviously, you know, I'm excited about working with one championship in, in, really, in really whatever capacity they would want me to work in. I, I love everything there. And then I want to continue to grow Aspen Wrestling Academy, uh, which is my brother and I. My brother was also a national champion in wrestling for the University of Missouri. Growing it into the best, obviously, the best wrestling academy in the United States first. And then who knows, maybe we can turn it into a global brand because, you know, wrestling is something that you don't even see a lot in Southeast Asia. So maybe that would be a a nice location to bring bring a few academies, uh, spreading the message that wrestling, you know, re- wrestling is a martial arts. People don't really think of it that way a lot of times, but it is. And, and I know one of the reasons I've been so successful in my life was because of the lessons I learned wrestling as a, as a young man, as a, as a kid, um, the toughness, the determination, the discipline, um, the problem, problem solving. So, uh, and then, obviously, being a great family man. Um, I'm having my third kid on December 10th. Well, that's when that's when my third child is due, is December 10th. So, uh, you know, I'll have three kids then, being a great father, being a great husband, and uh, and being trying to be great at every single thing I do in my life. The next question is from Jonathan Lee from the new paper. You may go ahead. All right, thank you. Uh, hi, Tatri, this question is for you. So one returns home to Singapore on November 24th, and of course uh, we have a new Singaporean, a strawweight fighter, May Wee, added to the one championship roster. You know, Did she impress you in KL uh, against Osman, and is there a chance we'll see her on November's fight card? Uh, yes, uh, May Wee really impressed me a lot. Uh, I, I had never seen her fight before. I, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and you know, she went into uh, hostile territory in Malaysia against uh, Malaysia's uh, biggest name uh, in Anna Osman uh, and, and biggest uh, female athlete by far uh, in Malaysia. And, uh, you know, Anne cracked her with a big uh, straight right that dropped May, and I thought the fight was going to be over very very quickly soon after that. Uh, but May is such a warrior. She's such a fighter. She came back and she displayed a beautiful, uh, a very slick ground game, which I was very surprised. So, um, I, yeah, I, I expect to see May on the card in, in November 24th um, in Singapore, for sure. Um, we haven't uh, completed the card yet, but uh, we're walking on a, on a bunch of names. Yes, I, I do expect to see May, May uh, on the card. Next question is from Matt Eaton from the Fight Nation. Please ask your question. 
Oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, Chatri, uh, just another one for you. The, the timing is really interesting with all this. I mean, you've announced two you know, really big, significant fights the day before the UFC is set to make its debut in China. Is that more than a coincidence? Thanks. No, no, no. Uh, you know, we, we really don't uh, build our business around our competitors and what they're doing. We build our business uh, for our fans. Uh, for our advertisers and sponsors, for our broadcasters, um, for our athletes, for our, for our staff, um, for everyone who's directly involved in the One Championship ecosystem. Uh, so whether it's managers, athletes, uh, gym owners, this is what One Championship is working so tirelessly for. Um, you know, One Championship is, is very, like I said, is very different from other <coughs> organizations in that, you know, we are... One chapter is a celebration of Asia's greatest cultural treasure, martial arts, and the deep-rooted Asian values of humility, integrity, courage, discipline, work ethic, um, <clears throat> kindness, and compassion, uh, all the things that make martial arts great. And, uh, you know, Asia has been the home of martial arts for 5,000 years. This is what I'm focused on. I'm focused on, you know, reintroducing martial arts to the world, um, I don't think anyone's ever tried to do this on a pan-Asian basis, on a global basis, to try to unite 4.4 billion people on the continent uh, around what has historically been the greatest cultural influence uh, in Asia. So this is what I'm focused on. I mean, I mean um, it just so happens that we have a, uh, an event on November 24th, and UFC has an event, uh, I think, a couple of days later, whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, it's in a different country. Uh, yeah, this is not something that's on my mind. Um, Hopefully that answers the your question. question. The next question comes from the line of Peter Carroll of MMAfighting.com. Please go ahead. Hi, Shatri. I just wanted to bring you back to uh, an answer you gave earlier. You uh, suggested that you would like to see Ben take on the UFC champion. Ben has previously said this, that that would be something that could drag him out of retirement. Is this something that you guys are going to actively per pursue in his retirement, or is this something that you just hope comes to fruition eventually? Well, you know, um, a few months ago, UFC uh, threw an event in Asia, and, and uh, um, some of the things they said in the media here were, were inaccurate, um, and, and, uh, and some were patently false, and I felt, you know, the need to defend my athletes. Uh, whether it's Ben Askren or whether it's Shinya, whether it's uh, Angel Lee, uh, they are, bar none, amongst the greatest martial arts on the planet, uh, if not the greatest in, in, in their individual division. So um, I think UFC has done an amazing job in the Western Hemisphere uh, with their formula, and I think we've done a, an amazing job in the Eastern Hemisphere with our formula. And there is a global duopoly, um, you know, just like any other industry, like Apple and Samsung or General Motors and Toyota or uh, Amazon and Alibaba. Uh, there is UFC and one championship that control each other, uh, their respective hemispheres. Um, and I think that's going to be for a long time coming. I just think that's, you know, there's no industry in the entire world across any sector where one player dominates the entire world. It's just not, it's never happened before in history. I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, there's always counterparts in, in different geographic regions. So. We'll take the last question from Simon Stevens from ENCA. Please go ahead. Uh, again, this question is for Chachi. Chachi, you train very closely with Shin AAP, obviously, and with Ben coming onto your management team. Your relationships with your fighters. It's pretty unique when compared to top executives of other major promotions. Obviously, there's an upside to that. But what's the downside? Are you torn with this matchup, or just as a fan of martial arts, you just can't wait for the 24th of November? No, you know, um, of course, I have many friends in the martial arts community, you know, all over the world. Uh, it's not that I'm just friends with Ben or, or friends with Angela. Uh, I have friends, you know, all over the world from other organizations uh, as well. Uh, I think it's just because, you know, I've been doing martial arts my entire life. I have a deep uh, understanding and appreciation for uh, what our athletes go through. Um, and, 
for me, you know, I'm one of them and they're one of me. That's the way I look at it. There's no real difference, you know. Yes, I happen to be chairman of the one championship, but, um, you know, there isn't anything that they've gone through, uh, you know, as an athlete that I haven't gone through myself in, in the past, right, whether it's, you know, weight cutting or competition or losing or winning. Um, I've been – I've walked their shoes before. So I do feel a, a, a kindred spirit. Of course, now they are world champions. They're the very best. So I've never been to that elite level before. But, um, uh, you know, I just – one champion, we, we, again, we just want to put on the uh, – more than amazing fights, we want to serve as an inspiration to the world. We want – you know, I gave a company meeting um, last month at, at one championship. Uh, we have our monthly company meetings that, that we do every, at the beginning of every month. And, you know, I talked about our mission again. You know, since day one, our mission has been to unleash real-life superheroes to ignite the world with inspiration, hope, strength, and dreams. That's literally our mantra internally. So um, we want to be a positive uh, influence on the world, on, on Asia, on many different causes. And I think that's something that, you know, we've been steadfastly focused on. So whether it's Shinya, whether it's, it, it's um, Angela, whether it's Ben, so many other countless other athletes, you know, a lot of people look up to them, and, and how they conduct themselves is very, very critical to me. Um, it, 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 it's just a different approach. I mean, some organizations they just want to make money; they don't care if their their um, their uh, most high-profile athletes are, you know, um, disrespectful human beings, or in some cases, you know, uh, have run-ins with the law and all that other stuff. That, that, that's something that I don't espouse, you know. I, I take my job very seriously. This is not just a sport or sports entertainment platform. Uh, through our actions, through our behavior, we will influence millions of children all over Asia on what, how to be a great human being. So that's very important to me. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that does conclude our conference for today. Thank you for participating, and you may all disconnect.